0: This is the Agenda podcast on the Blood Red Channel, taking a bite sized look at some of the big Liverpool FC talking points. Hello, welcome to the Agenda here on the Blood Red Channel. Myself, Guy Clark, joined by Kai Delaney and Tom Cavilla as we talk all about the social media sensation Jude Bellingham following his displays during the international break, nominally against Ivory Coast at Wembley. Borussia Dortmund, midfielder, once again, drawing rave reviews and transfer links to a move to Liverpool. As I say, we've got our own wonder kid in Tom Cavilla with me and our own social sensation, Kai Delaney. Gents, I trust you're both well. And uh, Kai, I'll throw over to you first. And I suppose talking of, of Jude Bellingham, as I say, anytime he seems to put on the England strip and, and play where kind of domestic fans can see him, immediately transfer stories are written about a move to Liverpool
1: yeah no that seems to be the case pretty much every international break um whenever he whenever he's on in the spotlight over here or on um you know uk telly and, and people get to actually have a look at him i think it's it's probably only then you know that the, the everyday football fan will kind of realize how good a, a player he is obviously you know you, you see these little clips on on social and twitter things he's doing for, for dortmund over in germany but um it's not too often you actually get to see him play in a full ninety minutes and, and take a proper look at his game. So, you no, know, it's, it's a nice opportunity, especially for Liverpool fans, with all the the links, um, the recent building over the last last weeks and months, uh, to actually be able to take a look at him.
0: Yeah, definitely. We'll, we'll explore kind of the, the possibility maybe of a move to Anfield um, developing further down the line, Tom. But I suppose just in terms of Jude Bellingham, it's, it's kind of incredible to think he's he's still just 18 years of age when you see his physique and the way in which he can dominate the ball and dominate opponents as well. Um, as I say, he's still, still such a tender age.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's not the sort of thing you see too often nowadays as well. You know, people like... Gerard obviously came through at a young age for Liverpool back in the day, but I don't know, it's something you don't really see as much now, especially, you know, that younger, at such a young age, still a teenager, putting in such high-quality performances. Um, I think last season as well, you saw it in the Champions League. I think that game against Man City, when he played against City, he played really well in that game as well. Obviously, City went on to win the league and one of the best teams in the world. So I think that just showed you how what a talent he is. Um, I think that's why there was all that. Hype around him in the first place, really. Um, I remember when he was still at Birmingham, being linked to all the top teams, and everyone was sort of saying, oh, "What's all the fuss about with this guy?" Um, but I think he's proven, <laughs> showing everyone really what what it's about with his performances. Dortmund, really. So uh, yeah, he's massive talent, and it's uh, it's crazy. He's only eighteen.
0: Yeah. As Tom was saying there as well, Kai, I suppose another game against, uh, aside from the UK, Man City in the Champions League last year. I, th- I think I'm right in saying the game against Ivory Coast was just his, his fourth start for England. And and yet, kind of, it is when he plays on the domestic scene, everyone gets the chance to see him. But it, it, it's, it's one of those, isn't it, where because he plays abroad, albeit he's a homegrown talent, there is kind of that allure of him, of the fact that you hear all these kind of things of how well he's doing in the Bundesliga, but very rarely actually get a chance to see him. And it kind of only adds to the mystique.
1: Yeah, no, of course. I mean, uh, everyone loves a, a big kind of foreign star coming in from overseas. It's really exciting, isn't it? And of course, Bellingham's English, but he, he's got that, as you say, that kind of aura about around him because he is he is playing in Germany. and You don't get to see him play that often. Yeah. Um, we we saw it you know the the obvious comparison is jaden sancho um did a very similar thing left man city at a young, at a young age and um went to the same club dortmund and was was absolutely brilliant over there and before you know a couple of seasons had gone by he was linked with every top side in europe and um bellingham seems to followed almost an identical pathway um sancho's move over there was due to a lack of game time at City, so slightly different in that Bellingham is obviously at Birmingham, so that's a big step up for him that he took. But um, yeah, it does seem to be a path that's, that's trodden a bit more recently. You know, Ten years ago, youngsters weren't weren't going away. They were staying at clubs, playing for the under-23s, waiting for their opportunity. But more and more now, we're seeing these young English players ready to to go away and, and make their a name for themselves elsewhere before then getting that, that big money move back to the Premier
0: League. Yeah, Kai's mentioned Jadon Sancho, Tom, so I'll jump in two-footed and use that as an opportunity to to segue onto kind of talking of, of Bellingham perhaps potentially moving to Liverpool. The Reds missed out on Jadon Sancho, whether it was missed out or didn't quite need him, I'm not too sure, make your own mind up on that, but can they afford for the same to happen with Jude Bellingham, do you think?
2: Um. Well, I think they'd like to get him, obviously, and that goes without saying, but I think it will come down to how much he's going to cost in the end. Um, I, think he, I think he'd I think he be open to move to Liverpool, really. I mean, I think he's spoken before about how you know he sort of idolised, looked up to Gerrard. So, you know, maybe he'd want to sort of take on that role of being the next, you know, big player in Liverpool's midfield for the next decade, um, like Gerrard did for all those years. Um, but like you said, there's going to be <clears throat> a number of clubs looking at him. If Liverpool do miss out on him, you know it, it probably would be one that you kind of look back on and, you know, you probably would regret it because he just seems like he's got everything you would want in a player, and given his age as well, it's not even like you're only going to get a few years out of him, and then that's it. You know, it sort of, kind of reminds me about the Harry Kane conversation at the moment where you're sort of talking about City or United spending 100 million on Harry Kane but you're only going to get years out of him at the most at his peak. But with Bellingham, you know, you've got so many more years of him performing at a high standard. So I would really like to see it happen. And I'm sure Liverpool would as well. But yeah, it just depends. Dortmund are going to ask for £150 I just can't see Liverpool paying that price for him.
0: No, I was going to say, kind of you're looking at the £100 million ballpark figure, aren't you, Kai? I mean, it was the fee that Jack Grealish went for in the summer. It's the one that's been spoken about and more for Harry Kane. Declan Rice falls into that similar boat as well. I mean, Jude Bellingham, though, at 18 years of age, there's kind of an argument to say actually 100 million, even stretch maybe to 150 million, is kind of maybe worthwhile. Maybe Erling Haaland leaving Dortmund this summer is, is going to push this back a year. It's probably not something either the player's in a rush for, and nor I would say a Liverpool are they. They're not going to be kind of pushing this one maybe this summer I mean there are a number of midfielders still at the club but ultimately when that time comes if it's within the next two or three years surely he's worth a big fee because he's probably going to be around for a decade or more at that top level
1: yeah no it's it's, it's a good point um the the Jack Grealish fee you know if if he's worth 100 million then then Jude Bellingham certainly is and I'm, I'm sure that uh
0: I thought you were going to say if he's worth 100, Jude Bellingham's worth 200. I thought you
1: were going to go. Uh, is, is it, I, I'm trying not to talk Liverpool out of a move here. Um, <laughs> I'm sure that'll be Dort, Dortmund's bargaining chip. But um, no, it's it's the the, the timing thing's uh, a good point as well because we saw it last summer that they didn't want to let Haaland and Sancho go at the same time. Um, I'd fully expect to see the same this summer. We, we know Haaland's off. He's got that clause. So, Pretty much every top club in Europe is going to be um, trying to to activate that and and persuade Harland and his agent to to choose them. Um, it would be a, a real blow for Dortmund to lose both um, both of their big young talents in the same summer. So I'd expect them to maybe try and hold on another year. I think for Bellingham, one more year is probably good as well to have a, another season playing week in, week out in, in Dortmund. You know, they're only, I think, six points off the, the top of the league at this time, so they're a competitive side and, um you know, you know, uh, normally do pretty well in the Champions League as well into the knockout stages. So it will probably do him good for another year. And yeah, I don't, I don't think Liverpool certainly aren't in any rush for a, another midfielder. Um, You know, they, they do need to strengthen. We spoke on a podcast the other day that they are Klopp's in the phase of building Klopp 2.0 if you like with the likes of Canate, Diaz, Jota now really coming to the fore. Um, Bellingham would would absolutely be a, a player that could come in, as you say, for, for 10 years and, and make that position his own and be a, a real important part of this next clock phase. But um, maybe maybe just one more year before before either side need to make that move, I think. The agenda on the Blood Red Channel.
0: he's got three years left on his contract so it probably does make sense that another year until he kind of comes on the market for a possibility of for a move Kai's on the move already he'll be back with us shortly but, but Tom in terms of I suppose the, the sales pitch from Liverpool to Jude Bellingham of whether it's sit tight and, and wait a year I mean in Jordan Henderson could there be a better role model I mean England the two of them do seem to albeit there's quite an age gap between them they do seem to be quite close and Henderson almost like that kind of father teaching figure for Jude Bellingham in terms of the position and inheriting it and you mentioned before kind of Jude Bellingham looked up to to Steven Gerrard will Steven Gerrard pass the mantle on to Jordan Henderson to be that long-term successor in the Liverpool midfield could we see perhaps potentially Henderson pass it on to to Bellingham
2: yeah potentially um yeah because Henderson obviously signed a new contract so um, you know, he's probably going to be here for another couple, two or three more years, maybe. Um, yeah, I wouldn't expect him to leave during that time. So, yeah, if he didn't join, you know, he's going to have Henderson, who's, you know, been there and done it now for Liverpool. So, <clears throat> like you said, it, that's going to be really valuable for him playing alongside Henderson, someone he knows well from England. And, you know, someone I think people have sort of respected a lot more in the last few years as a player. Um I'm sure maybe he might feel the same way as well, about Henderson having seen what he's done in his career. So um, the only thing with that is whether Henderson would be regular starter, sort of two, two years down the line, I don't know, possibly not. Um, but he'd still be within the squad. And, you know, you see James Milner and the influence he has, even when he's not playing every week. So even if Henderson isn't kind of starting every game every week, which he probably wouldn't be kind of in a year or two, you know, he'd still be around the place and giving advice, and yeah, I think that's quite a, an invaluable thing to have, really, at a club like like i was saying with James Milner is a perfect example of that.
0: Yeah, I get it's all hypothetical and everything, Kai, but that crossover period of time is is key, isn't it? I mean, we, I suppose you can even say with Curtis Jones saw it last season with, with the likes of Genie Vine Aalden having that year in the squad in and around him as well. James Milner, likewise, for for both Jones and Harvey Elliott this season is kind of see. C- the level that he's set from kind of the guys already in possession of the jersey before trying to take it on and maintain those standards or even scale great heights.
1: Yeah. And, and going back to Jaden Sancho's situation, uh, there was a, a lot of money involved in that move, a lot of pressure on going into, um, you know, it's, it's a different situation at, at that club to Liverpool at the moment. It's a team that's um, in transition, if you like, has been in transition for a good few years um, doesn't really have an identity and, almost the pressure was on Sancho to come in and, and hit the ground running and, and be be a player to, to rescue them and push them onto that next level. Um, you wouldn't have that pressure at Liverpool. You know, wh- whatever the fee is, of course, it's going to be a hefty one and there will be expectations that, that come with that. But he's not going to be in a position where it's not like, right, we need to go and get Jude Bellingham, and, and hopefully he can save us and push us on because Liverpool are uh, already at those heights and, you know, we're about to move into April now and they're, they're still going for quadruple. So um, very much a, a player that can come in, doesn't really have the pressure that would, would come with, with other players in a similar situation and can take a bit of time to, to bed in. And if it does take a year or, or 18 months, then it's, it's not the end of the world because he's, he's that much younger and um, he can learn from, as you're talking about there, the likes of Henderson and still waiting to see what happens with James Milner, whether he does it another year or so, but you know, Thiago, he's got some fantastic role models to learn from in this Liverpool squad.
0: Yeah, definitely. We have seen big fees banded about in the past, Tom, for I suppose transformational type talents to really take an area of the the, the pitch into the next level. You think Van Dijk, you think Alisson, Naby Keita of course wasn't a cheap signing for Liverpool either. Do you think Jude Bellingham falls into that category is he of the calibre that would would warrant paying an exorbitant transfer fee I mean Ty mentioned there Manchester United quite often will, will splash money round when, when maybe the player's quality doesn't quite dictate that's what it's worth whereas Liverpool are very much more selective over that but would Bellingham do you think fall into that category of actually really pushing the boats out for it
2: um yeah, it's a difficult one. I, th- I think he probably is good enough, but obviously you have no guarantees with that. You know, you could pay the money and it might not work out. Um, you know, when Man when Man United signed Pogba for what-, what it was, 90 million, everyone was thinking, oh, that's going to be it. He's going to come back and smash the Premier League. And it just hasn't happened like at all for him at Man United. So I think that's just like a perfect example of, you know, you can expect something to work out perfectly. He'd been at Juventus and and sort of reinvented himself there and everyone was expecting him to come back and prove everyone wrong, but that hasn't happened. And, you know, Bellingham, you might expect him to to be amazing at Liverpool. He's shown quality at Dortmund, but again, that might not be the case. Um, I'm sure he would do well if he did transfer to Liverpool, but like I said, you just never know. I mean, Naby Keita has, like you said, it was a big cost as well and, and probably hasn't, Quite lived up to his price either just because of the injuries, and he's never really developed any rhythm in the team, he's always in and out the side. So, yeah, it's it's always a gamble when you do something like that. But I think because mainly because of the age, you've sort of got a bit more leeway for it to go wrong, I guess, because he's still got time to turn things around. He's not approaching the end of his career where you know you likely head in one way when you get reach a certain age. So, yeah, I think it would be it would be worth the risk, I would say, if they were to do it, probably.
0: Yeah, interesting. Kai, before we go, the one I'm going to to pose to you, which I suppose is the million-dollar question, would you take a, a, a cold summer this year, I don't mean weather, I mean in terms of transfers, no major incomings this summer to save the chips up for signing Bellingham come 2023? Or do you think actually there's more work that needs to be done on this squad and actually it's not worth perhaps potentially risking two summers worth of of money on just one player
1: i'd probably go with option a and, and lean towards uh waiting a year and and doing a bit of a bit of work next summer um we saw obviously with the lewis lewis diaz signing he was originally intended to come in this this summer anyway and liverpool's uh, hands were forced with the Spurs making the bid, so they bought him in six months early. And yeah, you know, obviously we, we know how well he's settled and what what signing he's turned out to be. But so you can always o- almost count that one in the bag already, if you like, for this summer. And then I don't think you need ma- major work. You know, this is a team, as we say, that's, that's still challenging on, on all all fronts. Um, the the only question is is probably going to be what happens with that that old front three, if you like, with seller Mané and, and Firmino cuz all three of them are down to 12 months left this summer and uh you know but that that's been rumbling on for ages you'd be staggered if if all three were given a new contract you'd also be staggered if if all three weren't given a new contract so that there's going to be something happening there maybe one or two might get a contract one one might have theirs run down one one might be sold while they're they're still valuable so that's probably the only Question mark for this this squad this summer, and I think it's it's built well enough to um, to go again next season.
0: Yeah, definitely. We'll have to wait and see how it does all play out. But Jude Bellingham certainly the uh, star that a number of Liverpool fans keeping an eye on right now. As I say, we'll have to see how it plays out. Keep across the Liverpool Echo website for the very latest from myself, Guy Clark, Kai Delaney, and Tom Cavilla. Thanks for your time and your company. Bye. You've been listening to The Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red
1: Channel.